Yo, welcome everybody. You are tuned into the famous Duenas podcast. I'm Shane. I'm your host, Duane, aka I am Duenas. I got uh, two special guests with a potential third coming up. We got Mr. Couch Time himself, Kayvon. Say what up to the people. No, I won't want you. Yo, what's right up? Now. It's Kayvon, you know, part of Couch Time with Kay. I ain't dropping an episode in a little bit, but you know, I'll be having one, one uh, coming up soon. Went out to protest today. Uh, rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. You know, I'm out there doing a the good work for my people, so. All right, all right. And then we got Miss Darian over here. Say what up to the people. What's going on, y'all? You know, I'm, I'm just here just to just to be a reason, a voice of reason around here, you know what I'm saying? I got to keep Dwayne in check. You know, <laughs> out here, get too crazy out here, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, man, is wild. <laughs> he must have definitely saw the Babylon episode. I was <laughs> But I mean, all right, so if you've been sleeping under a rock or, you know, you're watching this from the future after, you know, everything happened, you know, the time capsule or whatever. Um, yeah, so we're in the tribulation period right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The trumpet has sounded. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? There's uh there's wars and rumors of wars in the streets right now. People are protesting over the um the assassination of um George Floyd. Um, you know, the officers did get arrested, but I mean that don't mean nothing. We all know that. Um, you know, there's a several other um black people that have been slain. And again, this is nothing new. Every every June, right after the um NBA Finals, that's when, you know, they start, you know, kicking it up. That's when they start, you know, they hit the police brutality switch. And, you know, they start making that, they start, you know, putting hits out on people. I think that all of this is very strategic. Um, There are certain people that fit a certain kind of mold that they target. It's not just random, it's not just happenstance, you know what I'm saying? And I think people need to not underestimate how evil their enemies really are, how sinister they are, how intelligent they are, you know what I'm saying? Um, if you think about some of these, like if you see online, like those, um, mostly on Twitter and on Instagram too, like those kind of accounts where like, like an anime character, or it's just like, you know, they post, a, they repost a bunch of funny videos and stuff like that. You know, they get a lot of traffic and traction. Um, those are like spy accounts. Like, your girl will come up with like a fake account, like a burner account, just to spy on you. You don't think the feds wouldn't do that? One hundred percent. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, real simple stuff. There's even situations where, like, I've seen. Um, like last election, like they had a bunch of um, and not even just on the election, just like in general, they'll have different um bot accounts. They'll say something, they'll say something crazy, like a crazy idea, and it'll go viral, and then that'll get the conversation going around that, and then like it just recruits different people and like moves like a train of thought, just like kind of going around. So it's all very strategic with a lot of stuff. But I think people, they're there's too led by their emotions, they're too led by the heartstrings, and they're easily led astray. You know what I'm saying? And if you think about it, and I'm going to, you know, open up the floor because I'm talking a lot or whatever. Um, 
if you go to social media, if you go to somebody's social media, most people list all of their triggers there. They talk about what pisses them off. They talk about what gets under their skin. They talk about what they're passionate about. So it's very easy to, you know, run the numbers, run analysis on the populace because they're telling you exactly how to get under your skin. Just like how they use it just to market to you, like Facebook. That's the same situation with, like, you know, the feds and other people. You know what I'm saying? Other entities of a darker nature, but not a darker hue. So what are your thoughts on that? You can go ahead, bro. Oh, you want me to go ahead? Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay. Could you repeat the, the overarching question? Oh God! I'm just saying, like, yeah, what's, what your, I'm just saying, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, as far as you know, us basically being led astray by our emotions, and I was wondering how people could do certain things and how people can like react so wildly to these things when we basically giving them all the ammunition through our social media. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like, I would say like. The best way to counteract that is just to just be mindful of like who you're following and who you see that's really being, you know, that's who like who's going further down that rabbit hole. And you might have to just like view like some of your friends or certain people that are just sharing certain things that might that might like affect your like your mental health a certain way. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, most definitely. Oh, no, yeah, you, you got to protect your mental health right about now. Like, just, it, it's so draining just to go down your timeline because it's like it, everybody's pulling it every each way. It's real crazy, bro. Like, I be, I have to take at least 10 minutes in the morning sometimes just to kind of just, like, meditate, you know, kind of not so much meditate, kind of to just clear, clear the slate for the day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's and like Yeah, like even more so, I feel like if you work from home or remote or if you do a lot of things during the day, I would say just like like even if you're not working, like during work hours, like nine to five or like from from five to ten o'clock at night, like give yourself like a mental break from like watching T V or like social media. Like it's it's important to stay informed. But there's not much you can do within the span of like four or five hours that's really going to change your day like oh so much if you know what I'm saying like and that's a big problem I feel like I have because like I'm just like on Twitter like all the time just trying to catch up like with, with what's going on every minute by the minute like yeah and I feel like that's that's really counterproductive to some extent like it's really good to stay informed but equally like that deters you from other things you should be focusing on in your own life. You know what I'm saying? That's funny you say that. I don't have a Twitter. Strictly for my mental health. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel you. I feel you on that. (laughs) No. It's already enough to go on your feed on IG and Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Then to have a Twitter account of that and then everybody just pouring in whatever they think about. It's like, man. I can't even imagine, bro. I'd be like ten minutes on it. I'd be like, man, I gotta get off this. This is crazy. But I mean, I mean, 
we'll get, we'll, I want to just kind of jump right into this real quick by this whole Drew Brees thing, right? Um, my biggest oh, question, <laughs> yeah, my biggest question today was, yo, why are we surprised? Like everybody, all this is fake, cancel, fake. I'm not gonna say it's fake. You could feel a certain type of way, but why are you surprised about the way that he reacted to the the whole thing about um, kneeling and his stance on kneeling at a time like this? And then everybody got distracted. They started going on him and canceling on him. And I'm like, okay, so are we gonna keep? attacking each and every fire that keeps popping up? Or are we going to focus on what we need to focus on at hand? Because I feel like from the, the protesting side, there was a focus. Now it's like a race for who's the most oppressed. And everybody's just going back and forth. And if you disagree with it or if you have an opinion about certain things, they attack you right off the bat. And it's real crazy. I'm like, yo, like, you can't react emotional to everything, you know? You, you can't get nothing done that way. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to business and stuff. Unfortunately, though, I just feel like we're living through some emotional times, and a lot of people just don't know how to handle their emotions. So, like, when somebody disagrees with them, especially mm -hmm. during time like now, it's, it's really hard to accept that. Like, how could you feel this way? And you know what? With the Drew Brees situation, I can attribute, like, I want to say a good amount of that people that was feeling something to, to white saviorhood. Because, like, at the end of the day, think about what happened with... Nah, I'm dead serious, though. Like, think about what happened with, like, New Orleans, right? Like, like with um Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. Our own president wasn't even... Didn't even come by to, to, like, stop by and see what was going on. Didn't help for weeks. This man, Drew Brees, like, threw, like, a large amount. Like, I don't even know how much money he threw during the time, but a lot of people felt like, dang, like, like he really, like, came out here and saved us during the time where we feel like our president wasn't even doing nothing for us. So a lot of people probably was backing Drew Brees, and they thought that he was for the cause all the way. But at the same time, this man had his own ideals, his own morals, his own agenda. Like, and while that was something good that he decided to do, like, you know, he still has, like, his own feelings about certain things, like the flag and, like, you know, uh, Americanism and, like, patri I mean, patriotism and everything. So That, that, that could be manipulated, And, and, and too, cops and, you know. That could be manipulated, too, only because of the fact that I, I just watched, me and my wife just watched, like, uh, something that was on that particular time we're dealing with Hurricane Katrina. And what ended up happening was the, a lot of the money that they were getting was going towards the tourist sites. A lot of the rich, you know, the, the rural side of Louisiana and not helping the wards, like the nice wards, the, where, where we live. <laughs> That's why yeah. when we talk about people putting in money in these nonprofit organizations and stuff, it's like, so where's the money really going? Is it going to us, really? Or is it going to everything that's around us? Like, because they, um, they were showing, like, a lot of the wards that got destroyed, they're not even replacing those wards. They're just building businesses on those, that same land that where people used to stay. 
and congesting us in one little area, like gentrification, pretty much. It's just a reason now that we they can do it because it's already destroyed anyway. And they're like, well, nobody's living here, probably not coming back, so we might as well just use it for our own. Same type of same type of thing. If gentrification was a person, I'd hook off on that nigga three times. <laughs> so here's the thing about gentrification, because um, I saw somebody talking about um, when the riots was like really going on like crazy. I think it was last weekend, and they showed all this footage like nationwide, and it's just like there's some rich developer over there just sitting there watching all this, just like this, doing a little you know Mr. Burns shit, just like this, because like. <laughs> Even with not just like riots and stuff like that, but like even um, like when they would show like all the stuff in Chicago and Baltimore and New Orleans and stuff like that about like how many shootings there was in a weekend and stuff like that. Low key, what that is, is that's basically like a commercial. That's like an ad saying like, yo, we got cheap real estate. You know what I'm saying? Pull up. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, you know, like I know in Detroit, like, I think someone was telling me, um, this chick from Detroit was telling me, like, you get a house for like fifteen dollars or some shit. <laughs> some something crazy. Mm-hmm. Makes like no sense. And yeah, like what happens is, you know, they have all these war torn these war torn um areas, you know, with high crime and stuff like that. And then, you know, they buy it up, raise the rent, kick people out, mm-hmm. and rebuild it. So um, I mean, I'm not sure what kind of industries y'all are in, but y'all do know it, it is pretty much a wrap for commercial real estate until further notice. Y'all do know that. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you was, if you was working at, it was working retail, you know, God bless, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, them, them stores is not opening back up. In fact, you know. You getting replaced with robots. Yeah, basically. And I mean, because the thing was like, Regular retail was phasing out anyway. Like, box retail was phasing out. But now with this, they're like, hell no. Like, we losing way, we losing way too much bread. And yeah. Yeah, they got the insurance and stuff like that. But imagine all of those companies hollering at these insurance companies at the same time. That's like a bank run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sure. they, they got all that money to pay all those people back, all those companies back? Nah. So, yeah, they're about to just cut their losses, be solely online, tell niggas deuces, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It might keep a couple of people, maybe, but for the most part, yeah, they just, it's a wrap for them. So, if you're, want to do the righteous thing, you know what I'm saying, stack your bread up and everything like that, perhaps you can rehabilitate these commercial spaces you're going to be able to cop them for the low because once, you know, once those big businesses move out, like, that's a dub for the most part. No one's going to, no one's going to go back to that. You could potentially probably, like, create, like, homeless shelters or, like, other, like, community centers there at those commercial spaces. That would be a good thing to do. But, um, yeah, we are off topic like a motherfucker. Um, (laughs) Okay, Vaughn, you said you was at a, um, a protest today, right? Yeah, um, I went to a protest today in uh, Merrick, Long Island, um, like literally right by Merrick train station. And like it was, we was like an hour late almost. Um, but like it was busting. Like 
by the time we got there, like there was mad heads there. And when we started walking, I had no idea. Like we started walking through like, like Merrick the town first. And let me just say, like, I saw this video. I'm sure you probably saw this too on Twitter of this racist white lady pretty much just harassing people that was, that was protesting on the street either the, the day before on Wednesday or on Tuesday. I'm not sure what day that happened. It was on Tuesday. And then Long Island was, was trending all over New York. And people was like, oh, I'm not so surprised that, like, you know, Long Island's trending because Long Island is, like, the most racist, segregated place probably in all of New York. I'm like, yeah, it probably is true. So I didn't really know what I was going to walk into going to Merrick. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, an even more aggravated situation. But turns out, shit was just peaceful. And it was mad heads. We shut down Sunrise Highway for, like, I want to say maybe, like, two exits for a solid two hours. Like, really, really shut it down. So if the point didn't get across in Nassau County before, it's definitely been made now, 100%. So really, really impactful. I know there's there's a couple happening out in and out in um, Suffolk County uh, tomorrow and this weekend. So probably find myself out there. Keep on doing my, keep on doing my thing, you know, being out there for like my org too, Groove I Groove, founded during the civil rights movement. So like, I feel like for me to be part of a organization that was founded during the civil rights movement, for me not to be part of history myself and like, you know, be a role model and like show out, like would be just crazy. That's, that's you're, doing your, you're doing your research along with this too? Like just keeping up with everything else that's around it. Around uh, around what you mean? Uh, the protests, protest? Black Lives oh. Matter, things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've been trying to do my uh, do my research. Um, wh- one of the the things I've been the most interested in looking in just like the movement for Black Lives, and this week is supposed to be like the week of action and demand for um in demand for for black lives i believe i might be pronouncing the phrase wrong but like today was um today was dedicated to community control um which is supposed to essentially be about community control and like self-sustainable communities and finding out what we can do to create less segregated communities and not not have public schools be funded by um by housing right because aren't public schools funded by housing can can, can anybody speak um, on that? i believe it's our taxes that pay for yeah public schools look it up but yeah we got yeah. the internet and all that so we might as well use it yeah i'm yeah. about to look that up now because like I, I was talking about like there was that IGTV video that was going out, that was going around, like, about systemic racism. And, like, it was essentially saying how, like, how how predominantly white schools, public schools, get more funding because of, like, um, I, I think, like, uh, the property taxes or something like that. I need to go back and watch the video it's, myself. It's, it's property tax. Yeah, property tax. I just, yeah. Property tax. Mm-hmm. I had to set my laptop up real quick. I know I was gonna have to go back. So, so when people were settling out, um, I believe in Long Island, like when white people got 
more affluent areas or areas that were closer to water, A, um, once white people bought these houses in these areas that, you know, they've red zoned specifically for white people or they've red zoned black people and people of color in, in certain areas, the areas that white people were in were able to rise in value like almost instantly. So having those property taxes go directly, hey, 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 having those property taxes go directly into um, public schools, the teachers get funding more, there's better food in the schools, everything all around is just better. So like, you know, that all goes into community control and how we can make things better for, for black and other communities of color too, of, of other backgrounds, I should say. That sounds like a decent plan. See, I be asking, I be asking, and when I be asking people about, okay, you out here protesting, but what's the real plan gonna be after this? You know what I'm saying? Bro, yeah, and nobody can seem to answer that. Bro, <laughs> and like, and like having so having self sustainable communities is gonna is gonna be another way for everybody to say fuck the cops too, because like. At the end of the day, if you have self-sustainable communities, part of having that is having um like oh yeah, part of having that is essentially just like having um what's it called? I was gonna say like a neighborhood watch program of people within the community that you trust, rather than having police you know police in a situation unless you have like dire situations. Because at the end of the day, if you have a neighborhood watch that like really monitors situations certain situations that don't need to get escalated, you can just shame people out of. You can shame races. You can make sure, you know, certain people of certain backgrounds, scammers, like they get shamed to the point where nobody wants to deal with them. Like, like, and it, it won't have to be, you know, some like you go to jail and you're part of this private prison where you just end up being a slave. And with black people, like you already know, they get more hard sentences. So any way we can avoid taking it to like, the police and taking it to a judge, like that's the best way to handle things and just handle it amongst the community. I have a question. Well, I don't really have a question. I got a statement. Um, I feel like y'all have a, we all have a neighborhood watch now. This is not being used the way you think it's being used. You know what your neighborhood watch is? World Star. <laughs> uh, all these viral videos. Because that's half the problem that it is now. Y'all sitting here watching these people get beat down, watching these people get recorded the way that, you know, the thing, instead of trying to, legitimate trying to help them. Now, here's the thing, too. Because me and my wife, we go back and forth about this. What can you do to the cops? Being that there's statutes and stuff that protect them from you putting your hands on them. You can defund them motherfuckers. And the, and the way to do that is you go to your elected officials and you ask your, ex, your elected officials around time where the budget is being made to say, hey, listen, how is this money split up? And once you see how much money is going towards the police as opposed to housing and healthcare, you're going to be like, wow, this seems kind of off, don't you think? Like, and, if, and if you could get enough people to be like, hey, this is kind of off, don't you think? that elected official might be persuaded to make some changes. Maybe not large changes, you know, but changes to the budget in general. And if that particular elected official or politician or mayor, whoever it may be, 
that's in power decides that he does not want to listen to the people, you already know what the people are going to do. We're either going to vote somebody else in. And if there's barriers or he's creating barriers, you know, through, through like, you know, illicit ways, the people are going to riot and protest and just make his life a living hell. Just like we're trying to do for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all these other cases that like, we just need to, you know, we just need to stop this from happening. Like, Police brutality. So, yeah. What do you about to say? How how is it that? Okay. I'm not saying that because I'm not in that situation, but I'm a big thing. Like yo, what kills us as a gen? Well, I'm not in y'all generation, but what <laughs> kills the new generation is the fact that y'all record every single thing. <laughs> That's how the cops every- get you. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. how the cops Dang. get you. You take Dang. pictures <laughs> and you don't share Dang. them. Unless and you I'm have not even to. doubting. I know doubting. Um, probably about half the people that are out there that are protesting is out there getting likes. They out there on Snapchat. They out there on Facebook Live, IG Live. You know what I'm saying? And I believe that's half the problem because you're not focused on that. You focus on you. You know what I'm saying? trying to build a cause instead of just focusing on that cause. It's a vanity thing. Yeah, you know and that's, that's another thing. That's un- DJ, I'm sorry that like we haven't let you chime in for a minute, but you yeah. should definitely chime in on this portion, 100%. But because I could have sworn we was talking about this, but what people, especially during times like this, when there's a lot of, you know, um, sensationalism and hype around like, a cause or a movement there's a lot of people that can like slide in and have hidden agendas just to seem like they're for the team or like you know for the movement and then at the end of the day you see them promoting their own stuff or their own business or they're doing it to impress a certain person whatever it may be like the like some some people just have hidden agendas behind like what they're doing for their cause and it's it's and it's hard to see at first, but you can't, especially for a movement like Black Lives Matter and like fighting systemic racism and police brutality, mm-hmm. you, you, can, you can't fake it forever. Like, no. you just can't. All right, DJ, so, what's your take on that? I, I let y'all niggas talk a lot. Um, so when it comes to the cops and everything like that, um, you know, initially, I look at the history of policing. It goes all the way back, like, thousands of years. Um, and it was basically, for the most part, it would be a community kind of thing. Like, we policed ourselves. So you would be ostracized. You would be shamed, even though, you know, we're not supposed to shame people now in this new, this new era. You know, oh, so-and-so does this, so-and-so does that. You're shaming them. I'm like, okay, but, you know, this is this is a problem. She's, she's with a married man or, you know, he's, he's over here. He has a side family, not, not a some side, she's got a side family. Some customs still do that, hmm. but it doesn't get recorded. Yeah. Some customs still do that. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, that needs to come back to that because honestly, like I look at it and like, when it comes to like everything, anything that involves the government is when you can't, you evolve the government and you can't do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like 100% girl is going through it or whatever, you know, trying to decide who, who this nappy headed baby belongs to. 
and X, Y, and Z, y'all can't, you know, y'all can't come to a conclusion, whatever, whatever, then you get the courts involved and then you got to pay however, however many dollars a month because y'all can't figure it out amongst yourselves like adults. Y'all divorced <laughs> because y'all couldn't have any, y'all couldn't reconcile whatever y'all had to do amongst yourselves. It's just stuff like that. Like, and the thing is like, we, the government is continuously getting bigger and bigger. Some people like to, um, I guess, look down on Republicans because, you know, they're just like, well, you know, do it yourself, you know, like, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stuff like that. But initially what it started at was, you know, it was trying to abolish slavery and it wasn't trying to have an overarching government, like an over an all powerful government, like basically like a monarchy. Cause that's low key what it's turning into. You know what I'm saying? Like it's turning into a police state. It's talking about curfews for niggas. Like niggas is grown men talking about a curfew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's crazy. So it's like now as far as the, the BLM thing goes, I mean, I've been I knew that Black Lives Matter the movement and Black Lives Matter the LLC were two different things. I knew that from from the jump. I knew that it was funded by this character named George Soros. I remember bringing it up in a in a college classroom and everyone looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, I don't think it's odd that some that some rich white man and that lives in another country and not white. Well, yeah, he, he looks white. We'll just say he's white. Yeah, he's, uh, he's white from Hungarian. He's white. <laughs> yeah. this, this more so, you know, this is still Zoom, so we're gonna, we're gonna chill. Facts. <laughs> but um, you know, what I'm saying he's funding these movements, and he's basically so doing social engineering. You know, what I'm saying he's a billionaire. He has money to throw to like throw a monkey wrench in elections to cause chaos. Like I heard that um they just raised like about uh five hundred thousand dollars already. They would pay in protesters to come in from out of town and ruin things for like fifteen dollars an hour. Now last time they was doing it, it was like eighteen dollars an hour. So you're getting cheap with it. What but, the fuck? Yeah, they have paid protesters and agitators and stuff like that. They've been doing that since Ferguson. Yeah. Matter of fact, most of the people that was tearing stuff up at Ferguson were from um out of towners. Like people from St. Louis, people from like all over the country that would just come in there just to cause ruckus and instigate things with police. They also had um, a situation where um, it was this phrase called bird dogging. Um, I used to be able to like pull it up pretty easily on um, on YouTube, but you know, YouTube started, you know, scrubbing things. Well, YouTube yeah, they had now. people that they would pay to like, like, yeah, go to this, um, go to this Trump rally and wear, you know, say this, do that, agitate this person and cause a riot and then we'll make it seem as if you know these people are just naturally violent they're just like they targeted you x y and z it's all social engineering it's really chestnut checkers so you look at all these videos and stuff like that of people getting beat on and people like that and you're like yo these people are crazy meanwhile this was a this was staged this was all part of a part of a show and you know it really sucks you in especially considering that you're seeing all this content over and over and over again and, you know, I think we all can agree that, you know, everything that you consume will ultimately consume you, be it your food, be it, you know, what you watch, be it what you listen to. And ultimately, you're programming yourself by what you look at, what you consume, what you, you know what I'm saying, what you take in. So, 100%. You know, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of, um, I mean, I was in um, Brooklyn 
this weekend, this past weekend, and all the people that I saw marching for the most part was the people that's, you know, the reason that why the rent so damn high. You know what I'm saying? I saw more white people there than black people. I saw yeah. like, yeah, I saw like maybe 10 black people in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And there was like, I saw groups of white people with like Black Lives Matter, like the BLM signs or whatever, you know, dressed like goths or whatever. White, white liberal. Yeah, I saw this one guy, grown ass man, um, probably if I had to guess, because you know, it's, it's real hard to gauge white people um, as far as age is concerned. It's not racist if it's the truth, but um, you know he just <laughs> he just came up to this cop and just was like this. He just put his hands up and just dropped down like like it was a photo op. I'm just sitting there like looking across the street like you're, you're a clown, you're a grown man on your knees in the middle of, in the middle of summer. They have like <laughs> like um, demonstrations of people like chanting these um, these self uh, depreciating things. So I'm I'm white. I should you know I'm guilty of my privilege and this that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, there's a lot of coded language to the whole privilege thing that I think people aren't addressing and aren't picking up on. So when someone says like, "Oh, I acknowledge my privilege," they're low key saying I'm better than you, and I think people need to realize that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like, "Yeah, I, I acknowledge my privilege." I'm like, you, you, yeah, yeah. The only white privilege I acknowledge is them being able to run in the snow with shorts on. everything else that's that's irrelevant (laughs) i'm not trying to hear all of that you know what i'm saying and honestly what it really boils down to is shut up and cut the check um i went through my instagram for real Mm. do i follow you on ig i don't know if i follow you on ig yeah you, you definitely should I'd be wilding out. I'd be wilding out. <laughs> um, if you think Facebook's bad, like Facebook is nothing. There's a lot of stuff I don't post on Facebook. Yeah, because Facebook got compromised a long time ago. Long I mean, Instagram Google. did too. That's all like part of the same thing, but you know, whatever. Mark Zuckerberg's headline been compromised for life. You said who? Mark Zuckerberg's headline been compromised for life. I don't know who's I don't know who's giving him cuts, but that man is too rich to be looking like that. <laughs> nah, I feel you. I mean, it's just it's a different culture, man. They don't really care that's, about like that. That's the other thing too, man. Um, now that you have brought up like these different agendas and things like that, right? Uh, I think as far as like the Drew Brees thing. I think people are too locked into the celeb life mm-hmm. more than their own lives. 100%. That's the whole point of you being super emotional. Because I was like, that's what I'm trying to get at. Because I'm like, I don't understand. This guy doesn't, he doesn't pay your rent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Why are, are you surprised people? why he feels the way that he feels? Like, even with, like, the whole thing with LeBron and you got all these like all these guys, there's guys that are on the front lines, like okay, Nick Cannon who has mad money, uh, J. Cole and all these folks. But why why do we respect them to be leaders? Because they're celebrities? Because they have a different money status, they have to be we have to look for them as leaders. Why do we continue to think that way? Because we're supposed to look up to these people. Look, man, they don't put a house over my head. You know what I'm saying? Everything I got is on me and God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't got, you know, 
ain't none of them folks did nothing for me. You know what I'm saying? Don't even know who I am. But you know what I'm saying? They they want to grant. Like when you talk about charity and doing things for charities, I believe that that's something that doesn't need to be broadcast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they they love to broadcast how much money they put into these nonprofit organizations to say that they're doing something. But like say like LeBron James, I'm like man, the man is doing a whole lot of tweeting and not be out in the front lines. Oh, is that because we're out there doing it? Yeah, that man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of these guys super vocal. And I'm like, okay, it's good to be vocal from the couch. I mean, and I can't talk, but I mean, I got a pregnant wife upstairs. I ain't going to be out there. I got to, you know what I'm saying, something go left. I got to be there for my family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people, you know, don't factor that in. A lot of people are looking for other people to be accountable. And and a lot of times, a lot of these these struggles don't really affect them. Because honestly, at a certain tax bracket, it doesn't really you don't, for it. You don't care. The, 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 you can say it. They don't care. <laughs> when, you're, when you're a property owner as opposed to somebody that's renting, at that point, the taxes and everything that you pay is paying the police's salary. Mm-hmm. They look at you different. Because mm-hmm. like, this man owns land, this man owns whatever. This man, this is a man to me. Somebody will care about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just a different language. It's a different world. You know what I'm saying? Um, with, uh, shit, I forgot what I was saying. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, once you, it's, it's a different world. Um, as far as, like, um, we are a person of means and, and status and stuff like that. Depending on where you go, though, it may be a little bit different. But yeah, like the whole celebrity worship and stuff like that—that's that's always been trash. Always was never a fan Bruh, of that. A lot of people crazy like, oh. now. Yo, you know who kind of caught a stray? I feel. Who? I feel like Virgil Abloh probably caught a stray. No funny. Although he was cooning a little bit, I'm not gonna front. Like, or he was emotional about his stores getting getting destroyed. I bet you that man definitely donated more than fifty dollars, and just because he aired himself out, now his business is about to suffer. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. happened with Virgil um, Abloh? Yeah, Darren? fifty dollars. He put up fifty dollars, donated fifty dollars to a fund or whatever. Yeah, he donated he fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. My fault. Yeah, I didn't he, he donated. He he donated fifty dollars to a nonprofit organization, and talking about Black Lives Matter. And people are mad about that because he's like a millionaire and he only donated fifty dollars. Yeah, but the Here's thing, the thing is, about that. <laughs> Why are we emotional about that? <laughs> because he's a millionaire? You can't yeah. tell the man what he can do with his money. And like you know half those saying? people that was half those people that was probably judging him probably didn't even give a dollar towards that fund or any other fund at all. Now there's other that, ways you can support. But like, how you gonna judge that man because of like, cause you think you know what his bag looks like, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I I still feel like he was cooning because he was like he's complaining about his stores being looted and messed up or whatever, and like he's like a black owner or whatever. But like, there was tons of other black businesses that like, are like that are suffering like because of yeah. the pandemic alone, like. Places that can't, small businesses that can't get small business loans because the banks aren't giving them out, like, in the ways that they should be. You know what I'm saying? So, like, 
that that's also happened. And he also has the security of being the creative designer of, of, or the creative director of Louis Vuitton. So any money that he probably lost from Off-White, he probably could just put that directly back in. So for him to come out of his face and talk about that really just messed up his own back. Although I did feel like he probably did support more than more than what was shown like on social media, which yeah, also gone. tells you that social media is kind of just like just false reality. The, the, yeah, the same way yeah, these people have false realities about their idols and who they think they are, you know? It ain't gonna mess up his bag. You know why? Because us as black people are very materialistic. And if you put out something else, they're gonna buy it. He's not gonna lose anything. They're gonna cancel him for 10 minutes, they're gonna come back, and they're gonna buy his stuff. Because that's no. what we do. Bro, <laughs> I think, I think, you know what? They might give Virgil a pass because, like, they're making a lot of jokes about it. So, like, keeping his name in our mouth, like, as far as jokes, like, might actually be to his benefit. But I think for, like, for black business, we'll probably go back to a black business that that we think isn't supporting black people as much. But I think it might be clipped for larger corporations that really just aren't really doing much and they're getting exposed for it or they're coming out with statements that don't really, like, you know, coincide with, like, the movement right now. And also, there's, there's like, a, um, there's, um, like, a, an Instagram post going around, sorry, but, uh, there's an Instagram post going around about who donated the most to Donald Trump's campaign. And, you're seeing that it's like mostly like NFL teams, like popular NFL teams too. I I can't think of a couple, but I know the Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons was on there. That was oh, definitely crap. one. Um, oh, I think I think I think Dallas Cowboys was was on there as well. And I kind of knew this for myself, but just to see it, the UFC is is a very large donor. To Donald Trump, I know Donald Trump. He's a he's an avid fan of of mixed martial arts and particularly from the UFC. So like, I didn't really see that as like a big shock, but like, just to see how many NFL teams like support Donald Trump in the way they do was really eye opening for me. You know, but you gotta think even the Houston Rockets, never... the Houston Rockets owner was on that list as well, and that was shocking to see. It's never an emotional decision, though. You... Despite what we think about Trump and the things that, you know, that he got going on or whatever like that and his ideals and everything, like, yo, how can you back this man? People are going to throw their money to whatever they think is going to go at the time, especially Trump being the businessman that he was, or I don't know if you can call him a businessman anymore, but I mean, he has a mind being in business. He's had his own business since he was like, I don't know, growing up. Like a million, this is the same guy that said like he was broke with a million dollars in his pocket. So the man, the man knows business. Well, yeah, they're gonna put money into him, and I'm guarantee you, those these are people that probably don't even like the man. But it is what it is, you know. But at the end of the day, everything is ran by money. That's the bottom line. Yeah, um, money makes the world go round. Yeah, you got to follow the paper trail with a lot of different things, a lot of different organizations and stuff like that. Um, the Virgil thing was corny. I mean, you know, it, it would have been fine if he didn't post like a screenshot of him sending the $50. I 
I think that was kind of the big thing. Cause like, yo, like you send it out. Like <laughs> this is what your grandma does. She sends you a $50 for your birthday. Like that's birthday money. That's why, yeah. That's why Bro, but the worst part about have... that though, is, is that like, it was part of like some like, like thread thing that a whole bunch of celebrities were doing. And like, like every celebrity was donating $50. Like, like it just so happened that he decided to put a picture up of it as well, which I think like kind of like I don't know put him farther under the under the spotlight, and also with his comment about what happened like with the looting, like mm-hmm. it, it just makes it like his he was cooning. Now you look at his family, like his family, like in, his children. That his picture off white too. Yeah, like his family, his family's off white too. So like, like, like it's. It just makes you think about like, yo, who, who, who's influencing you, and like how, like, what made you make that statement? Like, I bet you, I bet you, his wife was talking more about it than he was, and then he was like, you know what, I'm pretty upset about this now. So like, he just like he got he got real emotional about it, and then he just decided to tweet something, like or or like I don't know because at the end of the day, he's trying to. He's trying to like reclaim, reclaim his 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 blackness, or like with the with the community. But like, I don't think it's, it's gonna work like that in ten minutes, like you're saying, Darren. It's probably gonna take like a solid year, maybe two years, for him to get back. I don't know. Yeah. People don't forget. Black I people promise don't forget you. About stuff like that. I promise you. Listen, I promise you. When all this is over, when this protesting is over, there's gonna be so many distractions. And it's gonna come out. People, you think during this during this pandemic, people are just chilling in their house and not coming up with ideas. He probably he probably got a whole load of a new a new clothesline that's gonna drop as soon as they say we can all come outside again for real for real like that. It's gonna drop, and people are gonna buy it. H and M had a whole uh, they're white. H and M had a whole um, what was that that monkey ad or whatever, and did that stop people from buying H and M? That lasted what a month? Yep. <laughs> people right <laughs> there. I, I like, totally forgot gone. about that. Okay. <laughs> got and it's funny because like I posted this statement on my IG or whatever, my IG story, or whatever, and I had to, I did some excerpt from this classic song called um, "Sippin'" by the Three Six Mafia, and it was apart from um, Pimp C's verse. He was like, "Take that monkey shit off! You embarrassing us." in regards to that statement from, you know, H&M. Mm-hmm. And mostly what those what these statements are is basically just, you know, pandering, like, um, okay, yeah, we, we stand with you guys, whatever, whatever. Now, if you go to my um my Instagram right now, it's um, I am doing this on IG and pretty much anything. And I posted a bunch of different companies. Um, I think there was uh, JP Morgan Chase. There was um, New York Life. Um, USA Today, and there's other company too that didn't post something. Um, Aetna was another one that they didn't post, they haven't posted since like May, I think, 18th. Um, which is a bad look from a business standpoint. But all those companies that I mentioned, guess what? What do they all have in common? They own slaves, they built their company off of slavery, and it's all about they stand with you know, whatever. The what. I'm like, shut up and cut the check. Yeah, especially 
like, and I also saw another post on Instagram that showed that almost every other demographic, every other background, Chinese, Native Americans, like, like any oppressed group, group of people within this country, like, has gotten reparations of some sort. Like, so, like, I don't know what it is with black people. Hey, Kari, yeah, yeah, Kari. I don't know what it is with black people. Like, me, me, it's about, you know, applying the pressure. And the thing is, like, oh, yeah, Brooks Brothers is another one that um built their, their brain off of slavery. Um, this, I'm was, glad I never bought none from that. Fuck them. Yeah, I had stopped cool. banking with Chase years ago. Um, because I didn't find it out. Um, there's other companies what that also, like, um, Who'd you say? I'm sorry. Wait, you missed all that shit just now? No, I, I just missed what you, what the company you were talking about. Oh, just now, um, Brooks Brothers, and I said that um, I stopped banking with Chase years ago because I found out they had built their their fortune off slavery. Um, yeah. So oh, Chase, okay. Yeah. So okay. You know, they're saying all these things or whatever, but it's just like, yo, cut the check. Honestly, the thing with reparations that I think people are missing is they they're looking for the government to do it. But honestly, if if it's mandated, if like all of these companies put the money towards the however many however many trillion that we are owed, I think Bob Johnson said fourteen trillion. I think still think that's a low ball, but you know whatever. You know what I'm saying? It really wouldn't be that big of a hit. I mean, low key they they shelled out enough money to you know pay off um, all student loan debt. Oh, but it's uh you know the little Trump check thing, a little twelve hundred. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, so, and you're supposed to have a second a second round of checks too. Supposed to be coming, supposedly. Oh no, y'all niggas protesting now, so we may not even get that second check. It's not the plan. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that Trump check. Decided to bring back to bring back the NBA because it's like now nah, we got to distract these niggas somehow. You think that was a coincidence? Uh-uh. They're bringing back the NBA. So it's going to be NBA, the NFL, and I think um, the NHL all at once. That's what I mean by the distraction. Exactly. It's going to be crazy. And then wait for the voting ads to start picking up. They already started picking up, but they definitely about to start pushing the voting. Well, yeah. well good thing voting, most, most voting is going to be done, like, or at least locally, like, like district attorneys and all that is going to be done by the end of June. And basketball isn't starting to the end of July. So people got a lot of time to get this shit together. Like, and, and, and activism, too. You don't yeah. think something's going to happen before then? I do. Some shit could happen tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. COVID-19 starting to pop up. They, those, those alerts are starting to pop up back in my chat now or my, uh, my feed, whatever. It was like, oh, these people found COVID-19. Those are folks found with COVID nineteen. That's up. Yep. Here we go. Man. <laughs> oh. Somebody yeah. said so it has to be the second the second wave. <sighs> if if anything, I wouldn't see that coming back until like the fall or the winter time, like they were saying. So mm. I'm I'm thinking everybody could ride it somehow and, and be Gucci. Until the fall and winter come around, I would say stay your ass inside. <laughs> so the thing with that, and I mean, I had said this before, but like the instruction that people are giving you 
to avoid that thing. It's just weakening your immune system. Like you need to be outside. You need to be in the sun. You need to get vitamin D. You need to like be active. Mm-hmm. Be you need to do house. cardio. Yes. Like being in the house, like that's going to drive you crazy. So that's why like the first time, you know, niggas had a chance to, you know, be in freedom. There's, a pro- there's probably a bunch of people out there in them streets that wasn't really trying to protest for real. They were just trying they just to, want to be outside. Yeah, they just want to be outside. Dead ass. Because I'm now sitting here thinking about, you remember SARS? And you know how SARS kind of went out? Or Ebola yeah, COVID is the SARS remix. And they got hot. They got, they got destroyed, supposedly. Yeah. SARS is a remix. <laughs> it's two yeah. ignition. I mean, that's what COVID is. That's a remix to ignition. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and not to mention, a hey, Kayvon, is it Kayvon? It's Kayvon, yeah. Kayvon. Not to mention, too, wait, remember what I told you about uh, who's, who's the most oppressed? Here come the gay community. Because I've seen a lot of people lining up with the, hey, y'all, y'all not ready to have this conversation talk about black gay men. And I'm like, okay. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Like, see, that's that's a, that's a conversation that like needs to be had with a lot of black men because like we all gotta support each other. Cause I saw that video. What's that girl's or that black trans man's name? Ayana Taylor, or whatever. There was like thirty dudes around, and you know what? She might have he or or I don't know what she identifies as. You see I'm the gonna, name, bro. I'm gonna Ayana Taylor, right? Yeah, like. Go. She, like, was, um, she had got to a fender bender with somebody, like, in a parking lot at this grocery store or this mini mart or whatever. I think, like, there was a back and forth, like, some ah, rah, rah, rah shit, whatever was going on. And, like, 20, 30 dudes started just beating on her, and nobody stopped anything from happening. Now, I find that to be, like, pretty wild, especially during a time where we're having a movement to protect black lives. And... The day after, that, they already. But that's that's the thing. I started seeing stuff like that a pop up before that even happened. So well, now, yeah, that's, that, now you got that's been the norm, like, bro. The same thing with like 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 police brutality and systemic racism. That's been the norm in like the black community, like the way they treat queer folks of like any background. I got that. Yeah. My thing is, um, man, y'all they're not gonna like me and your uh. <laughs> And you, I don't know how many followers you got, bro. Uh, they not gonna like me. Um, so I think it's <laughs> my that, thing is yeah. like this. <laughs> it's like okay, we're all black. Uh the the, the side the, despite your sex, you know what I'm saying? Whoever you have sex with, it's not like a, a race thing, but it's like you kind of making it like a okay, you we're already separated. Now you're trying to separate yourself from us, and now you've created a new minority. And now it's kind of like, if it's really even a minority nowadays, but now it's like something else that they can push, and that's going to be the next thing that's going to come after Black Lives Matter. I think that's going to be the next thing that's going to happen. I mean... Well, 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 to that point, Stonewall, during the, like during the time of marching and like the protests and the movement for Stonewall, Black queer people was leading that movement. So if if anything, the gay community, the gay community should be able to support itself. Like, but again, we black, right? So like, the gay community should be able to to support 
itself in that in that own subcategory that you're talking about. It really should. But if it comes to the point where we feel like it doesn't, I feel like us, like as black people, kind of have like have to defend them no matter what they choose to do. The the backgrounds because black people in general are just too critical of each other. Like, and it's 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 really hard to be organized and to do the same thing and like try to fight for something when we're being critical of each other, when we know that we need to be critical of the opposition, no matter who it may be, no matter what company it is, no matter what person it is, like fucking cops, organization, like that comes before us being critical of each other, unless it's holding each other accountable from a standpoint of like, yo, this is what you need to be doing for us to get here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what- Unfortunately. Go ahead, go ahead. My bad. I mean, no, no, I'm done. Yeah, that, that's that's all I, I really wanted to say. Yeah, unfortunately, we're bred that way, bro. That, that that's just that's just the way it is. And then now, like that's another thing that we didn't even mention too. How you know we're not we're not only trying to do this whole thing against our white you know white supremacy or whatever. We gotta deal with us too. We're fighting against ourselves too, because mm-hmm. there's other black people in high position. I don't want us to get to a certain level. So, well, yeah, they, you know, saying everybody talking about, you know, we need we need white allies. Uh, white supremacy got black allies too, and you know, that you know what keeps them as allies? Money. You know what I'm saying? Candace Owens, so, number one culprit. See, the thing is, it's funny how black people get white allies, and white people get coons. <laughs> in regards to um you know the uh the trans thing um this happens every once in a while i think less than i think 50 of them die a year which you know is unfortunate but i mean again it, it can be divisive um i mean it's still a black life so adding the trans kind of Again, it's, it's, it's like divisive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we're all in this yeah. together. It's like, yeah, and us too. It's low-key, like, I don't know. But I guess they try to, like, pull the whole, like, well, you're doing the All Lives Matter thing. But I'm like, you're black, bro. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a little weird. And, you know, I'm not sure where these 30 niggas came from. That's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't offend them. Like, 30 people just come out of nowhere. Like, that's that's wild. Um like and I really don't know what happened, but you know, listen, you get to offend it better with somebody and you start popping off. I mean, anybody is willing to hook off on you. But the fact that there was twenty people like hooking off you hooking off on that one person at the same time and nobody's thinking like, yo, this is this is a little bit too much. Like before like 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 two, three minutes go by, I felt like that was like a little while. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you also think too, but it's it's crazy to have that type of outrage. Were people having that same type of outrage when somebody the same the same in in, in New York when that chick got beat up by like thirty like fifteen teens? Um, you know what I'm saying? Was I remember the that same story. Type of, was it the same type of outrage, or was it just like a regular black thing, and people just moved it to the side? You know yeah, what I'm saying? If we if we gonna have the energy, we gotta have the same energy about everything. Mhm. Yeah. Like, I feel like I feel like those two situations were a little bit different because that girl that got 
that got like pretty much like jumped by those 15 dudes like i think a lot of the black community wrote for her and like really just made sure justice was served in that situation right am i am i right or am i wrong i'm not sure uh, because i don't what i don't remember way real quick it was a it was like a fly by night type of thing so that means I, I do remember that story though not, that's not incriminating nobody but Facts. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am a big advocate of street justice i'm not gonna hold you um same you know because again like we need to handle ourselves we need to be able to govern ourselves we need to be able to step in and you know make sure that everything that we survey is righteous and in order um you know what i'm saying and you know just targeting somebody just because that's wild i mean a lot of times you know it's a situation where um you know somebody's out at night um because from what i've seen i've been in like times square whatever we went i forgot what we was out for but like after a certain hour you know it tends to be an influx of you know people of that um that lifestyle and <laughs> you know if you already smacked or whatever whatever you meant to be able to tell the difference now i've always been able to tell the difference it's really not hard to i don't know you just you just feel the energy it's, it's hard to explain but if you know <laughs> no, not yeah i know exactly what you mean <laughs> you know i had people like wait hold on let me talk i'm like you don't want to talk to her. or maybe you do i don't know but nah, nah, nah that's nah, <laughs> that's not what you take it as player <laughs> and you know um but then there's some people that like to prey on those kind of people now i'm not saying that you know that deserves you know their life being taken, but I mean, it's just we need to be better people. We need to be better as men. I mean, honestly, and I'm I was an avid partier. If y'all y'all know, I was out here. <laughs> there was, was the streets, streets. <laughs> but like realistically, like I mean, it's just that whole scene is just mad creepy if you really think about it. Like from you know, I guess a non-male standpoint. Um, you know, there's girls that, you know, I mean, I was having like, you know, in a high end party thing where like, you know, celebrities and stuff be at, but you know, there's a lot of around that kind of crowd, around that tier of partying, there's a lot of roofing going on and, you know, people like slipping stuff in your drinks and other stuff like that. Um, there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, other degenerate things that, you know, I really wouldn't be able to stand for. I really would have a problem being around. So I'm glad I ever got to that point of the party. But, you know, that kind of thing, too, like that nightlife thing, like, you know, it's um, it's like the, the gateway to, to trouble, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, in a perfect world, yeah, you know, we can go out, we can dance, we can have a good time, whatever, whatever. That's why day parties are the, are the shit. But, um, Facts. you know. Boozy brunch at the crib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but you know, um, I don't know. We just need to prioritize ourselves. I think honestly, what it really boils down to with that whole thing, because a lot of the situations is like mistaken identity. We'll say that, or mis- or they get misgendered and then ends up being the thing. But if you were thinking with the right head, you may not have been in that kind of situation. You may not have been. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we put too much emphasis on that, and you know, we've I've done several episodes talking about you know the importance of take discipline and stuff like that, and not being 
not letting your, your penis be the, the general manager of your team. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's just. Yeah, that's a fact. Y'all both know me. I know I was out hitting these streets, but still, like, I've learned from my ways. I And. Where's my ring at? I'm going to show you my. I was going to show you my ring. I usually take it off when I get home, but. Yeah, I, I was out there too. We was out in the same. same. It was North State, man. I mean, what do you, what do you want to do? Who was supposed to be? Then again, you know, you add the ODUs in there, and then that. Somebody gonna start saying some names and stuff when you about to be young. Old to be young again. You know, back on topic though, like, yeah, we need to um definitely stay on task. You know, I think the black people have ADHD when it comes to a lot of things. Out of these movements come other movements that co-opted. I mean, even some people even said the civil rights movement was kind of compromised by other liberal agendas that they ended up pushing. I mean, just the fact that, you know, the biggest beneficiary, uh, beneficiary of, um, of affirmative action is white women. I think people don't realize that. But they are technically considered a minority because of women. Yeah. They get the affirmative action benefits as opposed to yeah. other people. So, you know... As far as that, I think we should kind of, um, you know, definitely try to uh, wrap this up. But you know, think about you know solutions. To how can we, how can we be better as men? How can we add to the add to the solution and not the problem? What wants to go first? Uh, 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 I say adding toward the solution. Um, for one, it has to be more research into ownership, especially for, for us as a community. Mm-hmm. I think we need to own more. We give our money out to too much material things, following, trying to play play big bank, take little bank all the time, and trying to keep up with the Joneses, as they used to say back in the day, instead of putting the money or saving the money and putting it back in either your community or creating generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? just for you or you know it's always about thinking five years ahead instead of thinking for the for that very moment us we've been gender i feel like us as a people we've been programmed to be impulsive always come off on the new wave i don't know if anybody realizes it's like we're the trendsetters like everywhere every time you know something comes up you know it's us that they follow it you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we yeah. gotta play we always got to play the, um, you know, we're white people's entertainment, he'd say, but that's the truth. <laughs> and if we're not entertaining, we just get tossed to the side. You know what I'm saying? They don't like, they don't like seeing like a lot of owners and stuff like that, of people that, um, you know, of our color, having those type of, you know, that wealth and everything that, like that. Because, you know what I'm saying? It starts affecting their pockets. That's the whole reason. If we start like, mobilizing like we should and that's why i guess for me i'm trying to get the words together that's why there's probably won't be another black wall street you know what i'm saying because of that that very reason you know what i'm saying they don't want to see us become a rich uh proud you know what i'm saying a race as a whole you know what i'm saying they rather us be in subjection always asking for them we always got to be dependent on them 
You know what I'm saying? As much as these NFL players that come out and they, they speak on these things, I bet you, I bet you, they will never boycott the NFL. They won't just leave their team to try to make a statement. They're not going to do that because that's their bottom line. As much as they talk trash about these owners, these owners still cash me checks. And, and being that they spent their whole life instead of um, having some type of, I'm not going to say backup plan, but having a skill in something, you know, your own skill is football. So when that gets taken away and they start, you know, it starts affecting your bottom line, you're not going to be as loud as everybody else is going to be as far as the open goes. I mean, if you really want to hit, you know, you want to make a, make a statement, you're going to have to make this type of statement, especially the, the, the businesses that we actually build up, the NFL, uh, the music industry, uh, a lot of industries that we're in that is predominantly us, that we, you know, they're making money off of us. And if we were to say no, not anymore, that would cause a big stir. But, I mean, that's just the main, that's just the bottom line. I, that's what, that's why I feel like it's going to change. We have to be able to own more. And, yeah. yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. And I also agree with you on the standpoint that, like, there really will never be another brick and mortar Black Wall Street. And if there was, like, I just don't think it would work in the way that we expect it to work and it would take far too long. Now, like, what we can do is that we can create, like, a virtual Black Wall Street, right? Like, there's, like, there's an app, and this is the only app that I currently know about right now, called One Black Wall Street. Like, and it pretty much just shows you all the Black-owned restaurants within, like, like nearby you and all the ones that are partnered with the app currently. As I'm seeing, there's there's none that are partnered with any New York locations, which really sucks. But it's it's really an amazing idea for, like, you to, like, seriously support Black-owned businesses. If we can find one platform that works for most Black people that, that they appreciate, like, you could just be able to just look up Black-owned businesses within your town or, like, you know, within your state and only deliver or order stuff from there. And that's a way to create self-sustainable communities by helping people in, in, in different counties, different towns or whatever. And, like, those Black people could then be able to, you know, fund an election for somebody that they believe in, you know? And that's where it all starts, like, when it comes to defunding the police, because, I mean, you can't really be asking a lot of white people to be defunding the police. You can't be asking elected officials to defund the police, because, like, and I know that's what I was saying earlier, but that shit's going to be hard. That's, that's going to be something really hard to do to get elected officials that are already in office currently to defund the police. Like, and because, like, I mean, that's... That's the answer, I think, to ending police brutality. And like, I think a lot of people that are protesting and marching today would agree to that, but I don't think the majority of America agrees to that. And the oh. only way that we're gonna be able to change their minds is just show them that, is show them that it works, forcefully. Yeah. What about, what about most, yeah. most of us being police as well? Huh? I, don't like, not, I said, what about most of us being police as well? I think that, that's a great solution as well. Like, I think, I think, I think, I mean, 
honestly, a I don't even know why they hire police officers that don't know street shit anyway. Like you want a street smart police officer that knows about criminal activities and what goes on with criminal activities. You don't want to read about criminal activities in a book or hear it from somebody else's perspective. You want you want somebody that knows their own perspective, but is moral and noble enough to just be honest and do the right thing in situations, which is, I mean, that's like a difficult middle ground to find, I guess, like, or that's like a difficult middle ground for like, you know, police chiefs who, who hire the police to find. But like, like you're saying, like, I feel like having black people in positions of power, which is giving, giving black people authority as police officers and having more black police chiefs would definitely make a huge change, you know? Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, um, again, that's going to take a while too. Yeah, we don't yeah. have any like overnight fixes or whatever. Another app that you can download is Eat Oprah. It will have like a lot of different um black um businesses in your area and stuff like that. Um Eat, as far eat as Oprah. Thinking, eat Oprah. Yeah. That's eat, eat 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 Oprah. <laughs> Now, um, as far as the um, <laughs> politicians go, I mean, in America, you know what I'm saying, like, everything's for sale. Like, politicians are the prostitutes. So, if you're really thinking about it, like, yeah, I guess voting sort of matters, but what matters more than that is lobbying. Your vote matters, but your dollar matters more. Yep, so, because politicians are sluts for those lobbyists, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you drop them bands, they're going to bust it open. I'm saying because you grab skin in the game at that point. So, you know, you need to like pull people in your, in your neighborhoods and stuff like that and put your money together and you can do it that way. Another thing that you could do, honestly, is just try to build your own like commune or whatever, like outside of this, you know, outside of the matrix, you know, this, you could either like, that's basically what we at, we're at, we're at the crossroads right now of basically we can either try to integrate into Babylon to like kind of like make it, you know, work for us, or we just let it burn and like build our own thing. Like that's where we're at for the most part. Um, we do one or the other. Um, but I think the thing is like, I don't think that black people want it bad enough to start from scratch, to not be attached to the system. Because I think the thing is they've been black people hate white supremacy. They hate the fact that they can't participate in it. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. hate the fact that they don't feel like they're powerful, that they can't, that they don't have the destiny in their own hands. And it's mostly a psychological thing. I'm not going to discount, you know, the the things, the mechanisms and stuff like that that's put in place to, you know, I guess, propel them further. But at the same time, it's like the fact that you need that to get ahead just shows me that you, that you really ain't all that, for real, for real. So, you know, I'll never let, <laughs> I'll never let a snow chip make me feel inferior. Like, never, never did. <laughs> Like, like, like that's the thing. Like, that's why I say I like I like places like like Atlanta, which they which they looted and destroyed. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I like places like Atlanta and and Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like, that actually have their own black like communities pretty right. much set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, just being go, going in, getting good food, uh, being able to go to a black bank. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Just because, you know, you would support. The other thing that we do have to stop doing, like you said, like the Kayvon said about being critical, we have to fight our own stereotypes 
that's what uh, that's what kills us the most when we do have these different ownerships. Because what's the biggest thing they always say about us? We're never on time. You always have an attitude. Uh, why your price is so high? It shouldn't be this price. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, do you own your own business? Why are you Why are you trying to? Uh, you know, either you want to support or you're not going to support. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who you? Who have you given a job to? Who have you? you know what I'm saying who's who are you helping pay their bills? And another thing is, um, that was a Kwanzaa celebration. I think it was like three years ago, and um, this the sister was speaking, and she was like. You know, if we was at Panero Bread, you know what I'm saying, and we had bad customer service, we're going to the manager. We go to the Caribbean spot and we get an attitude, we're just going to, like, never come back. You know, like, the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to be like, yo, shorty right there at the front desk, she got a stink-ass attitude. She mad funky with it, like. Talk to your home, talk to your girl. I mean, like something like that. Like really, <laughs> to you know, because you want them to succeed, but like they got to meet us halfway. They got holding meet each other accountable. Exactly. Like put in if you have a black business, like put in the effort and to train your employees that they can be good, that they can have customer service, that they care about their job. You know what I'm saying? Pay them enough to actually give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like that may, you know, that's when it comes to salary and stuff like that. It is a touchy subject because you know the cost of business is definitely um, something I think people don't take into account. But you know, if you if you put everything up front, you should be able to yield. Like customer service, like will say pretty much that's like the backbone of like, any business. It's customer service. You know what I'm saying? Like. Even if you got, even if you got like some mid, there's actually a black owned uh, restaurant around here that I go to all the time. And the food is I, I could probably add like a couple extra dashes of salt to it. But for the most part, it's a black owned <laughs> restaurant support. You know what I'm saying? They got nothing but black people working there, like young black people working there, keeping them employed during this pandemic instead of out there on the streets. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to put money towards it because that's the right thing to do. Facts. You know, you know what the easiest market an easiest market that I think that all black folks, not, you know what I'm saying, should get into, especially black women, having their own stores, like for their hair products and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Chinese run that. They do. Why do they run I that? I don't. I don't. And know. they don't know nothing about our hair. I really they know don't. about know. our hair more than that. So yeah. why? They, why? It's because that you don't have to do it in this convenience. That's what the thing is. We get comfortable, and it's convenient to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And okay, it's there. It's provided for us. So yeah, we're gonna keep going to these places. Why do I need to open something that's my own or doing that? I, I think education is the biggest thing. I think I think education. I'll say I'll say in this order, and it's not gonna be an overnight thing. Educating ourselves first, and then going into ownership. And then building into stocks and stuff like that. I just started getting into the stock market and mm. learning, you know, as of recent. Um, and that's been kind of like a big push. And I'm still trying to learn it and and get it down packed and how to make money, how to make money off of it. The foreign exchange market is 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 a lot. Um, it fluctuates a lot more. I'll be right back. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, but um. 
as far as the um the hair thing goes, I mean, the Koreans don't be playing fair at all. Like they'll bootleg your stuff and sell it for half the uh, for half the cost and put That's you. Serious. They they really they really it's like a mafia. Like no joke. They really and do. Then, and then if you see like like in South Korea and even Japan, like China too, like they they be taking our hairstyles, like. <laughs> They be stealing our hairstyles. Like only that. 100%. Also, they be um that's such terrible language. Um <laughs> another thing that they do is, you know, they are very centered around themselves. Like, yeah, we'll do business with them, but they won't do business with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll rather pay more with their own kind as opposed to coming to us because they understand the bottom line. Because the thing is convenience is a double-edged sword. Like if you really think about what convenience is, is basically like like a convenience fee is charging you for being lazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember, um, cause there's only, I think two or three black owned banks in New York. And when I was living in Long Island, I drove all the way out to Brooklyn just to go to this bank. And they, um, they're like, oh, yeah, you're dressed. Like, oh, where's this at? I'm like, oh, it's in Long Island. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, why'd you come here? I'm like, because it's the only black-owned bank I know about. Oh, my gosh, we appreciate you, whatever, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. So the bank was trash, by the way. But anyway, the point is that, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to inconvenience yourself for the greater cause. Like change is not growth is not comfortable. Like you gotta you gotta go to the next level. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you gotta be able to, you know, give feedback like, look, this works, this doesn't work. Fill out those surveys. They begin it out surveys and stuff like, look, I love Keisha, but she don't know how to count. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's sweet. She got it. She got the bubble, but she cannot count to save her life. Like <laughs> she got the bubble, but she cannot count bubbles. Yeah. Now, if I, if I were to blow five bubbles in her face, she'd tell me that there's six there. <laughs> but now, nah, like all jokes aside, though, like you know, we really need to like hold each other accountable and help build each other up. You know what I'm saying? And you know, just there's so many times that like people will say stuff about people. And they're doing way more than you are. Like, I think um, Ebro, who's an op, was like, where's Kanye? Kanye hasn't said anything. And then, like, donating, like, two million to the, um, to the families and all that. And all he could say was, really, TMZ? <laughs> yeah, why not? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And honestly, like, what it really boils down to is, like, for people that do have means, like, shut up and cut the check. I'm not trying to hear any apologies from no companies, nothing like that. Shut up and cut the check. Like my Seriously. job, I remain nameless. Um, <laughs> they said like you can um, if you are um, excuse me, donate to any like organization, like they'll match that. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, damn, I got the hiccups. That's not good. <laughs> but yeah, like they'll they'll match that. So it's just stuff like that, you know that goes a long way mm-hmm. but um yeah i'm about to wrap this up because um that makes me feel like a bitch ass nigga like hiccups so 
Um, if someone wants to find y'all, where can they find you? You can find me. Oh, you're talking to me, right? Whoever, man. Oh, well, you can find me on Instagram at kvon.d um, or on Twitter. Uh, actually, uh, eh, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but my Twitter is at capital C curl underscore swift. Or you can follow my business page on Instagram, which is at couchtownwithk. And I'm also working on my website. It's couchtownwithk.com. Please look out for me. Yeah, for me, y'all can't come to none of my pages, but <laughs> there is one that I'm developing. I'm going to be doing um, my artist page called Miles Blue. Um, that's mostly focusing on the music side, and uh, that's going to be more so my plan as far as getting into the music, as far as music business side, and dealing with us as a people about owning our own music and stuff like that. So that's going to be my, that's my venture. As I as Dwayne invites me to more of these, if he does, probably not gonna like me after this one. But nice. <laughs> nah, as he invites nah, bro, me we... to one of these, you know what I'm saying? I'll uh, I'll put more information about it. But that's the that's the main venture I'm working on. I don't know none of y'all like that, so y'all can't cut them out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, find me. I, I think we had a great episode today. Honestly, you know, things was, <laughs> was calm. Yeah, it's a little lengthy, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, so, oh. <laughs> you, can find me, you found me at, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm also on uh, Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts, Famous Doing This Podcast. Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, and slander. You know what I'm saying? Cancel me. <laughs> slander me. Slander me, cancel me, dog me. I don't give a damn. That's free promo. Word, word. <laughs>